0: Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor. And you're listening to How May I Serve You? Where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? And today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Gilbert Gifts will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least fifty thousand people per year. And today's guest is Courtney Stanley. Courtney, how you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing well. Thomas, how are you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thanks Good for having me. You. Definitely. So Courtney Stanley is an award-winning change maker, keynote speaker, and event MC and creator of the podcast, Dare to Interrupt. Courtney has spent 10 years helping professionals, entrepreneurs, and organizations engage in impactful conversations that empower individuals to leverage their true potential, improve team and culture dynamics, and drive meaningful change. Ooh, let's go. Okay, Courtney,
1: okay. (laughs) It's great to be here, Thomas. And I love the mission that you've tied into all of your work, too, the philanthropy and all the people that you're serving through your business i think that's awesome
0: thank you thank you you know i believe that we all have the ability to impact um others we just have to take the first step you know
1: i agree i couldn't agree more
0: so courtney let's dive deep into who courtney stanley is right so what give me the two many version of where you're from You're basically your story where you're from how you got started who is courtney stanley
1: so i'm born and raised michigan i live in grand rapids michigan currently i've moved around the country and lived in canada for a short stint of time too which was awesome but back here living in michigan close to my family i'm a very family first person so i'm happy to be back in my home state Um, i actually studied international tourism and hospitality in my undergrad and i thought that i wanted to go into the world of event planning In my head, I was thinking and dreaming about award shows like the Grammys and the Emmys and music awards and that kind of thing. And I stepped a little bit into that world in the first part of my career working for the country music association or actually interning for them um and you know zigzagged a little bit from here to there working for corporate event planning agencies and then dabbled in the event technology side of the industry and all along the way as i was jumping from place to place and just figuring out what i liked and what i didn't like as much i realized that i had a huge passion for speaking Mm. for leading workshops and for mentoring and coaching, and eventually taking bigger stages as a keynote speaker. And of course, you mentioned the podcast that I have as well. And I just realized that I really loved engaging in meaningful conversations with people about their struggles, adversity, their life, getting to know them as people. And so a couple of years ago, right at the start of the pandemic, of course, I decided to turn a bunch of side hustles of speaking and hosting and coaching into my full-time business. So mm. I'm a full-time entrepreneur and just stepping into my second year as a business owner, which is super exciting.
0: Nice, nice. How has your transition been from work I guess working 9 to 5 to becoming an entrepreneur and and a business owner? How has that transition been for you, especially during the pandemic?
1: Right. Right. Yeah, it's definitely been different than I anticipated. I think when I stepped into the, you know, dreamy world of being your own boss, I had all of these ideas of how much flexibility I would have. And <laughs> one of the reasons why I stepped into working for myself was the sky's the limit. I was really drawn to the idea that my potential was really dependent on myself and how mm-hmm. hard I worked and how creative I could get and just I really wanted to see how far I could grow as a person and as a business solo. And so, you know, I had that sexy idea of entrepreneurship, stepping into starting my own business. And obviously, the pandemic, you know, threw a wrench in kind of what I thought the year would look like, especially from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. But it also really challenged me to have to work even harder and think even more creatively to be able to survive in the world of live events, which, as we know, has been decimated and it's been really challenged over the past year and a half, almost two years now. So it was very, it was really difficult, but it also, it was the best and it was the worst time to start a business. I think it was the best time because it really, truly forced me to decide if I was really in it. And if mm. I was in it for the right reasons, so not mm. just about you know making lots of money or about um, you know having all this flexibility to take vacations when, whenever you want that kind of thing, but it pushed me to really get back to my purpose and my mission and the impact that I was trying to make as an individual on this earth. So I think it was a really really good opportunity. Challenge and definitely an interesting transition going into business for the first time.
2: Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N G-E-T-F-I-T dot and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Yes, indeed.
0: And you know the saying, pressure busts pipes, but also makes diamonds, right? Yes, it
1: does. So Shine you bright, did not my friend. or
0: explode and you're working hard on Making, making sure your your business is successful and you're looking good right now. You're, you're pushing, you're pushing and you're living your purpose. So just keep, just keep doing what you're doing right now.
1: Just I, will. It, at
0: I at will. You know, <laughs> so, um, I know you mentioned you, you like, you're like a people person, right? You like mm-hmm. to work with people. Um, why did you get into coaching? Um, was the fact that you like to work with people and, you know, get them to the next level? Was that the main reason why you got into coaching? What was your, re- what was your reason?
1: I got into coaching because I realized how much joy I felt mentoring. So okay. I've had some really awesome mentors throughout my career who have just changed the game for me in so many ways, both professionally and personally. And so I wanted to also you know, support and empower people if I could in any way possible. And I started mentoring younger professionals who maybe were interested in going into some of the same things or just wanted mm-hmm. some general advice, life advice, career advice. And I realized that I really enjoyed getting to know the people. But I also really, really enjoyed watching them grow, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being able to see them succeed and coaching is mentorship. It's just that. It's just a little bit more structured, maybe a little bit more strategic, but it's an opportunity to tap into your own experience and your own knowledge and share it with somebody else and empower them to climb and to succeed and to grow. So I really like it because it's a really great way to connect with people, but it's also just an incredible feeling watching people turn their dreams into their own reality. It's a super rewarding part of doing business. That's for sure.
0: Yes, indeed. So who do you coach primarily?
1: So mostly women, mostly professional women. Um, I would say all ages. I've had clients who are in their early 20s all the way up into their late 50s, early 60s. So all levels of their career. But these women typically come to me for a couple of reasons. One is they want to refine their brand. So they want to clarify their brand, what they're doing, what their mission is, and then build a brand that's not only sustainable, but it's meaningful and it's really influential. So Mm. how can they shine a brighter light on their work to get to the next step of whatever they're trying to accomplish? Another reason why women have come to me and asked for my coaching services is because they want to build their confidence. So, One area that I specialize in as a coach is how to rebuild your confidence and your sense of self-worth after experiencing rejection. Most of the time it's professional rejection. So like getting fired, which is something that I've experienced or getting laid off or being bullied at work or whatever it is, helping them to go back to who they are and how they can actually clarify and communicate their value to the people around them to get to those next steps of their life. The last thing that people would come to me for is public speaking. So I'll do one-on-one coaching for people who want to get on a stage or who just want to feel more comfortable even if it's in a virtual setting and feel like they are skilled at public speaking and make sure that they're proud of the work that they're doing.
0: Got it. Yeah, I mean because you mentioned um that you' you're, you're a public speaker, right? Um, mm-hmm. When I introduced you, that's one of the things I mentioned. So um your experience as a public speaker, has really provided you the tools to help these women. But how about let's dive into your experience as well, right? Your experience as a a woman, right? Being in the workplace. Um did you go through adversity? Um was this part of the reason why you are you were motivated to help guide women towards that way, um, towards um building that self-confidence?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think everybody faces adversity. I think what attracts specific coaches to clients and clients to coaches, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time is when they have shared pain points or shared Mm -hmm. adversity. So something that I speak a lot about is getting fired or losing your job and how that impacts your sense of self-worth, your confidence. A lot of times there are negative feelings, obviously, that are tied to losing your job, like embarrassment, shame, rejection, Um, lack of confidence, those kinds of things. So going through those experiences, not once but twice in my early career, this is just within the past, I mean, it was really in the first five years of working in the real world, Mm -hmm. I had to really battle the why behind things were happening and I had to understand that it had less to do with me as a person and more to do with the circumstances or the people that I was working with and they just weren't the best relationships. So going through that type of adversity makes it easier for me to be able to empathize with the clients that I have, Indeed. better relate to them and better give them advice that either I wish I had given myself or known to give myself at that time or advice that I would give myself now if that situation worked to happen.
0: Yes, indeed. So your, your EQ is higher when it comes to, um, that specific topic or subject, I should say.
1: I think so. Yeah, I definitely think so.
0: Okay. All right. So, um, I mean, I've interviewed tons of coaches, right. And I've also experienced, experienced different um, coaching styles. How would you, um, how would you, I guess, characterize or describe your coaching style?
1: Mm, that's a really good question. Nobody's asked me that question before. So I would have to say, I would definitely say empathetic. I think okay. one of the, and I always ask anybody for feedback, my coaching clients, audiences that I speak to, that kind of thing. And I think one of the top pieces of feedback that I receive from my people is that I feel relatable to them. I, it feels like I'm actively listening to them when they're talking to me. So I'm not Mm -hmm. distracted. I'm present. So I would say in terms of my coaching style, I would say I'm super invested in the person, not just the outcome. I would say that I try to empathize as much as possible. And I think a top priority for me is that regardless of why they're coming to me, that they feel more confident and they feel like they have more direction after our time together. So I am a very task oriented person. I like okay. the structure mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, which is why I got into the events, event planning world originally. So I would say I'm also a very structured coach.
0: Okay, okay. So let's dive a little bit more into you, right, Courtney. Um, how do you prepare yourself before um, work with a client? Because I know when we're working work with clients, right? We have to put aside, um, Our own, I guess, not only insecurities but distractions, right? Um, Are there certain things you you do to prepare yourself before you work with a client? Do you meditate? Do you go for a walk? Do you do breathing exercises? Talk to me about that.
1: Ooh, actually, those are some things I should do. Like those are really good ideas. I would say. That, I mean, my top priority is to know as much as humanly possible about my client before we get together. So okay. I'll ask them loaded questions about not just their professional history, but also, you know, what are some of the, the biggest life challenges that you've faced in your, in your life in general? And so it's important for me to understand them as an individual and as a human before I even understand what their goals are for our coaching session which is of course also important. But for me, I think to get myself prepared mentally for this session, Mm -hmm. other than getting to know the client, I like to play a lot of music, so I love my Beyonce. I love any of my like girl groups, whether they're now or from 20 years ago. So I like to get myself pumped up. That way I make sure that I'm bringing my best energy to the table. I also will avoid scheduling too much that day. So I know, even though people probably assume you're on a stage, you're an extrovert. Not so much. I'm more of an introvert, so I need that time to just refill my tank before I pour out my cup to everybody else. So mm. I'll try not to schedule too much that day. That way I can give everything that I have to give. And then afterward, I can actually just kind of recoup, reflect, think about what just happened and prepare for the next session that we have together.
0: Mm, interesting. So, um, you, you, you highlighted something that base that really, really, um, caught my, caught my attention. Um, you're an introvert, but you also, uh, a keynote speaker, you basically you, you put yourself out there in the public, how do you balance your energy being a, in, being like an introvert? And for those introverts out there, what advice would you give to them when it comes to public speaking?
1: So first I want to say, I think there are definitely some misconceptions about what an introvert is. So the okay. difference between an introvert and an extrovert is basically that an introvert gets their energy from being alone mm-hmm. or in yep. a quiet space. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're afraid to speak it doesn't necessarily mean that you're shy it's just that where you feel like you need to reset and fill your cup is more solo versus an extrovert they want to go out they want to mingle they get their energy from being around other people not to say that that's never the case but for me and for a lot of other introverts it's important that I really pay attention to what's most important. So let's say I'm going to a conference, I'm speaking at the conference, and it's a conference where I know a lot of people. I, they're friends, their community peers, that kind of an audience. First priority is speaking. So I'm probably not gonna be out the night before drinking with everybody and catching up. Maybe I'll have a glass of wine and then I'll exit and just prepare, fill my cup, get ready for the presentation the next day. After the presentation, I also typically need a little bit of time to just kind of re-energize. However, that's a really optimal time to network after you get off that stage. People see you, they know you, they've heard you, they want to learn more. So that becomes a second priority. What I learned actually recently by attending a conference like this where I had a lot of friends and there were a lot of dinners and that kind of thing is that, It's not always wise to say yes to everything. And (laughs) even though it's like, you know, you own your own business, you should be networking all the time, you should be mingling. Yes, that's really important. But what I realized is I ended up at a dinner, and luckily I was just with three close friends, but I ended up at a dinner at the end of a really, really busy day where all I was doing was talking to people, which means my cup is just getting poured out, 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 out all day. And I ended up at this dinner and I was exhausted and I didn't show up the way I would have wanted to show up mm. for that dinner. And for my people, I could tell I was a little bit low energy. It wasn't as engaging. Yeah. And that's, you know, you don't want to leave people with a, an impression that's not Your best. So, what I should have done is I should have just gone back to the hotel and ordered takeout and did my thing the next day. But for other introverts, it's important to prioritize. Pick where you should be spending your energy first. Fill that cup back up, and then go back out onto the field and knock it out of the park the next day.
0: Great advice. Great advice because it's all about balancing energy. You know, knowing when to give, knowing when to take. Right. Mm -hmm. And also. the way you, the way you respond to um I guess the people's question when they ask you right you always have to say yes or no or you can say maybe um let me get back to you right so it's all about how you <laughs> you respond. Yes <laughs> um networking in New York City I had to deal with the same thing right so it's literally <laughs> about balancing your energy. Um another 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 question I'm gonna ask so if someone were looking for a coach what traits would you advise for them to look for
1: mm. That's a really good question. So I think understanding your own goals before Mm -hmm. you look for a coach is the most important thing. So what are you looking to get out of this time together? And has that person worked with people with your opportunity, challenge, dilemma before? Second to that, I would say, would probably be, what has this person done in their own career? so much like you would look for a mentor who's a couple levels above you they've done it they know how to do it you've seen the results of their work is that something that you aspire to do because they're going to be able to give you that roadmap and be able to walk you through that and then i would also say to listen to your gut you know jump on a call with them get on a video call see how it feels if you feel like you're really connecting and vibing with the person great if you feel like everything's good and then you you get on that call and it's just not there Mm-hmm. it's okay you can always take a step back say maybe you know we'll connect at a different time and then keep looking no big deal or you can just say it's not the right fit for you yeah. but that's also really important you're not you don't have to commit just because you've shown interest you can always take a step back
0: and you're absolutely right you'll you have to commit to your first choice
1: mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. shop
0: around like some <laughs> other um some other guests compare um the process of looking for coach to, to dating you know to dating like a finding out a potential mate.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. The first choice is not always the best choice. Um, and it's good to just kind of figure out what you need and what you want and what you want to give in your coaching experience too. And if that's something that they're looking for as well.
0: Yes, indeed. You're absolutely right. So um, Courtney, what drives you?
1: You know what's interesting is i have been kind of sitting with this this week so that's a really interesting question that you've got. perfect timing perfect timing perfect timing yeah (laughs) definitely perfect timing so i think i know what ultimately drives me is knowing that the work that i'm doing is making a difference to somebody so if i'm speaking and i'm on a stage and i get feedback from somebody after the presentation that it helped them realize something or that it changed them in some way, or that it validated them. That's really what drives me and gives me that energy to keep going forward. Okay. Now, the reason why I've been just thinking about this a little bit more lately is because it's been such a roller coaster of this first you know year and a half, two years in business mm-hmm. with the pandemic i think that it's really easy to get distracted by hitting numbers and i think money is absolutely a motivator and i don't think it's a bad thing to talk about that but i think it can also be very distracting and it can pull you away from the real why behind the reason you're doing the work that you're doing so Mm -hmm. for me this week i've had some really awesome coaching clients that i've worked with lately okay and i think that they've really Started to remind me of why I got into this in the first place. It's that human to human connection. Yes, it's been a crazy ride, but they're the reason that I'm doing this kind of work, and that's really what motivates me and continues to push me to keep going. Yes,
0: indeed. Yes, indeed. So um, now we're gonna dive into storytelling time. Okay, Ooh. I want you to tell me like tell me a two to three minute story where you you help to take one of your your clients over over a hurdle, right? You help to guide them towards success um, through your coaching um, structure and methodologies, okay? So if you don't mind sharing that with us, it will be amazing to hear.
1: I would love to, and this actually is an easy question because I have a favorite client. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and she was the first person that came to mind. And I love all of my clients, but this one just was she was awesome to work with, and I'll tell you why. So this particular client came to me about a year ago, and she was actually just going through a breakup. And I wouldn't say that I'm I'm not a relationship expert by any means. I am not a therapist, but I am somebody who believes in the idea that confidence and believing in your own self-worth can completely change your life. Mm -hmm. At this time, this friend of mine came to me and she said, I just want to know how to be more confident. And she was going through this breakup. She was really struggling with her heartbreak and with her self-worth and the direction that her life was going to take. And she just didn't feel good about herself. And I'd never really done that kind of work before. She was the first person who came to me with more of a personal adversity rather than a professional one. Okay. And so I heavily discounted my pricing and said, bear with me. you. This is the first time I'm going to be doing this kind of work. So let's do it together and I'll help you the best that I can. And what ended up happening is we put together a plan for her where we created a strategy where she would be doing things and she would be spending her time in ways where it really invested in her own Personal growth. Mm. She was somebody who was constantly giving to everybody else around her. And she was exhausted. And at the end of the day, it didn't necessarily serve her. So we focused on strategies for her to be able to rebuild her confidence by doing things that invested in her growth and made her feel more confident and better and happier. And we probably worked together for about eight months. Um, By the end of the eight months, She sent me this message and this is the stuff that keeps you going and she told me that she felt like our time together had helped her put her life back on track and Mm -hmm. looking at where she is now, she's moved to her dream city, she owns her own house, she's doing exactly what she wanted to do a year ago but wasn't feeling like she had a plan or a way to get there um she feels beautiful and she feels confident and she's always been those things and now she sees it so that's probably been one of the most rewarding experiences that i've had um, because it is so meaningful and it's so personal it's not just about building a brand or public speaking it's just about feeling good and confident
0: and that's an amazing story right there courtney you know um you help to transform her life you help to um have her, I guess, relearn and regain the sense of pride and confidence, which is extremely important in being a business owner, right? Mm-hmm. Um and this is this is why I tell people coaching is so important, right? Invested in coaching is something that you're going to benefit from long term. Long term, because it changes you as a person. And sometimes the way we look at life, the way we look at business, it's just from it's from one scope by having a coach. Allows us to get the extra um, perspective, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is why I'm such a huge advocate of coaching of coaches and coaching. And this is why I have these podcast interviews with coaches, because what coaching does essentially is just so beneficial.
1: It is, yeah.
0: You know, yeah, and kudos to you, kudos to you, but doing such a job, (laughs) even though this was a space that was foreign to you, but you, you got out of out of your comfort zone. And you were honest in your approach. You told your client, "Okay, I, I'm <laughs> new to this. Let's do this together." And and you did it.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It all worked out, which I was very, very happy to see. But I think, yeah, I think what you just said there, Thomas, is so important. And that's as a coach, being honest about what you really can and cannot do, is only going to serve you and your clients better. So if it's not a good fit for all my coaches out there, you're probably not gonna feel good about the products that you're even providing, the service that you're providing as a coach. So I think honesty is really, really important. And for coaches, we always wanna know that we make a difference. That's why we're doing this work. So it's important to make sure that that relationship is mutually beneficial and that it aligns, the goals align.
0: Yes, indeed. So are you currently working on any new projects that you would like to share with us, any new books, any new, um, you
1: know? (laughs) Well, so I can't share too, too much, but I, so always tune into my podcast, Dare to Interrupt. It's always growing, changing, evolving. Lots of incredible women who are part of that interview series. I am writing a book so okay. i will say just stay tuned 2022 is the release date for the book nice. so just stay tuned it'll probably be out early fall of next what year the title? <laughs> i can't tell you that yet i can't okay. tell you the title just remember the author name just remember courtney stanley it'll be out in a little bit less than a year um i'm really excited i'm really 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 excited about this book
0: that's awesome right there okay okay and um if someone were to Look to connect with you, right? Or just or to request your service, where can they find you, Courtney?
1: So you can always go to my website, Courtney Stanley.com. That's the easiest way to see all of my services. Check me out, learn a little bit more about the work that I do. Okay. You can check me out on here on LinkedIn, of course. You can check me out on social media at Courtney on Stage. I usually play on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I'm not on TikTok, but my sisters I have two sisters. We may do a little virtual girl group
2: kind okay. of thing
1: and sing a little bit and dabble a little bit on All TikTok. So stay tuned, yes. <laughs> but I'm still, that's an area that I want to continue to work on because it makes okay, me nervous. Okay.
0: That's awesome right there. <laughs> so I, I guess I need to um, follow you on TikTok as well. <laughs> yes, yes. We have to figure out our girl group name, but yes. All right. So Courtney, thank you for coming on today's episode of How May I Serve You. I love your energy. I love your story. And I love you as a person. Um, And also, I'd like to thank all our listeners for coming on and lending us the ears and the eyeballs. And last but not least, Courtney, how may I serve you?
1: Oh, my goodness. I would love to meet in person. So I think we should try to figure out some way where we can connect. But this was a great conversation. And I think that the work you're doing is awesome. I'm really inspired by especially the philanthropic angle that you've worked into your your world. So this was a huge pleasure, and I will also make sure that I can help refer you to some people, because I think that's always a good thing. But hopefully we can meet at some point. That'd be great.
0: Yes, that would, be, that would be an amazing experience. And um, I'm always down for sushi. <laughs> I love
1: sushi. I'm down. That sounds great.
0: All right. Great, great. Again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share this with someone else that would, would potentially benefit. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. So take care, be safe, and much love.